What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The Chicago Bears season ends with the loss to the Green Bay Packers. And even though the Chicago Bears over doubled their wins from last season, there's still tons of questions that remain about the roster and other aspects of the franchise. We're going to talk about one of those biggest questions facing the Bears front office heading into the offseason. And we're going to talk some about some of the best positives and negatives from the Chicago Bears season. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at uh, Shy Bear Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content, man. And it it, it, it was a tough season for the Chicago, right? Some ups, some downs, um, a lot of downs in that time, you know, a lot of off the field stuff as well that 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 hurt the Chicago Bears. And when it comes down to it, the Chicago Bears season left us with some answers, but probably more questions than anything uh that we that we had. And you know, overall, you know, I'm going to talk about some of those biggest questions that are, that are facing the team, some of the biggest positives and negatives as well that happen over the course of the season. But first, I want to talk about uh, some some of the, the the best things that happened from the season for the Chicago Bears, right? And when you look at the positives, I do want to talk about it. The acquisitions of Montez Sweat, DJ Moore, TJ Edwards, and Tremaine Edmonds were all positives for the Chicago Bears. I think when you, especially when you look at trading for Montez Sweat as a trade deadline trade, signing him into a long-term extension, and how the Chicago Bears played solidly over that course of time, there was really a lot of, of positives that came along with signing Montez Sweat. You now have a linchpin in that defense. You know, I know some Bears fans after the after this way the season goes, like, well, we only really won against these teams. And no, the defense was legit. And the pass rush and the pass coverage really helped. Now, it did not help much at all against the Green Bay Packers. We just weren't able to get that pressure on Montez, I mean, on uh, Jordan Love. And that's one of the reasons that this Chicago Bears team, I think, really has to go after Edge, either being in free agency, trade, or in the draft to really be on the opposite side of Montez Sweat. We also need a true three-tech, I think, as well. And that would really help uh, bring that around. The three-tech is an important part of Matt Eberflus's defense. So that's if we even keep Matt Eberflus. We may even see a change when it comes to that. But overall, when it comes down to it, it's just this. Montez Sweat and DJ Moore, for that, for that matter, both had career years under the Chicago Bears. Now, Montez Sweat, it was mixed between the, the, the commanders and the Bears. He left, led both teams in sacks um, and whatnot. But DJ Moore absolutely had an amazing season as well, hitting career highs in every statistical category for himself in yards, uh, touchdowns, things like that. And he, uh, and he did that with not as many uh, uh, receptions as pe- people around him as well. So DJ Moore had a really big season, a really big impact for the Chicago Bears, and it was definitely one of the positives to take away from it. And then you look at the linebacker. T.J. Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds, I think were really good um, acquisitions as well. Tremaine Edmonds, who missed some times with injury, but T.J. Edwards has just been a dog for the Chicago Bears all season long. And I think that it played a really big part into that as well. This is just why that defense kind of stepped up with the health and things like that. So really big acquisitions there. Another positive, the season from Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson came into the season with, of course, 
questions around him and what he was going to end up being if he was going to get an extension. Was he the impact corner that some people looked and viewed him at? And he really stood up to the challenge, getting four interceptions um, on the season, a career high for him, um, playing some really big moments as well. He didn't miss the last two games of the season, which sucks. Uh, but Jalen Johnson had a really big season for the Chicago Bears also uh, along that time. And um, and, and other than that, I think the young corners, I think both uh, Terrell Smith and Tyree Stevenson showed you a lot over the course of the season. Now, last game, that was a rough game for Terrell Smith against the Green Bay Packers. It just was a rough game for Terrell Smith. You look at him giving up the interception and missing that that uh, that interception as well. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think both those guys really had solid seasons for the Chicago Bears. And the, overall, the young secondary as a whole, it seems like a really nice core for the Chicago Bears. And then Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright was the right pick, like I said before. He had a tough game. Him, that offensive line in general had a tough game against the Packers. That's why this is about the season overall, not just the Packers. I know usually on Mondays I'm going over winners and losers from the game. We lost as a franchise. That 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 loss sucked. That, that game sucked. But oh, over this, I think Darnell Wright was also a really big acquisition for the Chicago Bears and one that it really adds some. You just need to keep him and, him and Tevin Jenkins healthy, and I, and I like what we have there. Nate Davis, who we'll talk about Nate Davis in a second. But a lot of that was really positive. And I also think Demarcus Walker flashed a little bit as well after we got Montez Sweat, but I'm not really going to put him on one of the biggest positives overall because I just don't think he had that consistent uh, season that, that to have from him. But overall, a, a really solid season from that. And, and like I said, the young core, uh, I really like. Even Javon Dexter looking better over the second half of the season after we got Montez Sweat. Roshan Johnson flashing some things. He may very well come into next season as the starting running back. But overall, there are some really good positives in this season for the Chicago Bears, but there were a lot of negatives. And one of the biggest negatives were, were was coaching. And we saw almost every bit of the negativity you could say about the coaching staff all showed its ugly head and face um, in, in the game against the Green Bay Packers, man. And coaching has been a, especially that offensive uh, uh, play calling, was been a struggle all season long, man. And Luke Getz, he's, just, he's terrible. And I, and I really hope that we hear as early as today maybe that he has been removed as the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. And then another one, Justin Fields not making the leap to silence his doubters. And that's not to say that Justin Fields as a whole was a negative, but Justin Fields did not make that leap. And some of that is because of coaching. Some of that is his own self. But he didn't make that leap to silence his doubters. And I would have loved for Justin Fields to come into the season and really play at a level where it silenced everything around it. Imagine how we just had the season from Justin Fields where nobody was questioning if he should be remaining on as a starting quarterback and we can and we can do some other things and worry about other things with the number one overall pick. But I definitely think that has to go to the negative. Again, not saying that Justin Fields' season as a whole was a negative. I'm not saying that. I'm not even saying that everything was on him. Some of it absolutely is. Some of it's on coaching. There's a lot of things to go around. But Justin Fields not making that leap this season absolutely has to go into the negative category because I just – I think he's, and again, not to say he didn't improve. I want to make sure everybody understands my words very importantly here. Not saying that Justin Fields didn't take a step. I'm not saying that Justin Fields didn't make improvements in certain areas of his game. But Justin Fields not making a true leap, a leap, is a, is a, is a big negative for this because I think that would have helped add clarity to a lot of other things going on. And that's not to say a leap may not be coming. Different offensive coordinator, it may be coming, but definitely. I think also the season from Darnell Mooney, it just, it was a bad season. It was a terrible season in a lot of ways. And I really can't, uh, you, you can't really expect to say anything about it. The season of Darnell Mooney was an absolute bust. And it, and it is what it is. And the Bears definitely should be looking to move on from Darnell Mooney, in my opinion. I know I've kind of gone back and forth. But at this point, I'm just like, why pay him? Go and draft you a wide receiver either with, with either one of your first-round picks. And I think that you could be in a much better place with your receiving core overall 
And then the new acquisitions. I talked about some positive new acquisitions, but bad new acquisitions. Nate Davis just really had, had like three games in a row where he looked good. Other than that, it's been mad questionable. Mad questionable. And then Yannick Ngakwe. Now, I know he was a last-minute signing uh, right before, uh, I think maybe we had even played a preseason game, but it just, it just he didn't, didn't do enough of what we needed, man. And then outside of that, when you really look at it, man, Robert Tanyan could go on that list, really didn't give us a whole hell of a lot either. Uh, Philip Walker, uh, like we, we cut him before the start of the season, so you got to go into that. But overall, I think that um, th- those are the two biggest kind of free agent signings that stood out as a negative. Deontay Foreman as well should be a positive, but I think got to be a negative because the Bears just didn't use him a lot, and he's and he's not coming back, which that necessarily isn't a negative when when you look at overall. You know, running back position is one of the easiest positions to fill, but that and Dan Feeney. Listen, I know not a lot was made about the acquisition of Dan Feeney, but you still got to look at it and say, eh, I I don't know about this one. I really don't know about this one. So overall, that's that's some things really for the Chicago Bears to look at as far as negatives and positives as far as play coming into this season. Like I said, some more, about even as far as the new acquisitions, but I think there's a lot more positives to take away from this than negatives. But the Bears got questions, and that's the next thing that we're going to go. Well, hold on. Actually, not done. Got to talk about the center play. The negatives, the center play was an absolute negative for the Chicago Bears, and a lot of that offensive line, we did not clear up as many questions on the offensive line as I would have liked us to clear up in this season, and that definitely has to go in the negative pile as well. But I want to talk about the questions, right? There are tons of questions now ahead of the, ahead of the Chicago Bears that they need to answer in this offseason. And when it comes down to it, you know, we know that Kevin Warren's coming down to help make some of the football operations decisions. Ryan Poles has already deleted his social, deactivated his social media to kind of focus on this, saying that he's deleted it until May. And what it comes down right now is that Kevin Warren is prepared, it seems like, from what we've heard, is that he's planning some big changes around the Chicago Bears team. And to plan and to have big changes, you really have to know what are some of the biggest questions on this team and some of the biggest decisions that the front office has to make about parts of this team. And one of those biggest things, when it comes down to it, it, it just comes down to the fact that you have to decide on the coaching staff. You have to make a decision on what you're going to do with this coaching staff, and that may be something that comes down as early as today. We'll see. We know they got meetings and things today. It may come down from it. But at the end of the day, man, um, the, the coaching, the decision of Matt Eberflus, Luke Getzey, this overall, this overall coaching staff, it has to be decided soon. And we actually got word today that a decision is probably going to be made this week. Um, so at the end of the day, Matt Eberflus still thinks he's done enough saying this. I do know this. The foundation has been set. The standards are set of how we operate. I do know that. I know the locker room. I do know that for sure. We're standing on solid ground of hard work and passion for the game and enthusiasm for the game, and we're just going to keep working together to build this thing. So Matt Eberflus thinks he's done enough to stay on. Bears fans, maybe even the Bears front office, has some questions. But the coaching staff is one of the first decisions that this front office has to make in this offseason, it's going to inform a lot. It may inform how you go about drafting. It may inform what free agency you get. It may just inform who wants to come here and play for this team, depending on who you get in as the head coach. It also is going to help guide the future of whatever this offense is. And Justin Fields, if he stays on, and that's another, that's the next biggest question, what to do with the quarterback situation. Bears fans have their thoughts. You have your line drawn in the sand. Some Bears fans want Justin Fields to stay on. Some Bears fans are like, hey, I don't care if it's Drake May, Michael Penix. I don't care if it's if it's Caleb Williams. Go out and get us a quarterback because we don't think Justin Fields is it. That is uh, one of the biggest questions facing the Chicago Bears team as well and what, they have and what they're going to do. And I think those two things kind of go hand in hand, right? You could very well, the Bears in their coaching search should look, could look at a coach that wants to keep Justin, if that's what they want to do. 
They could hire a new coach and say, let us know what you want to do with the, with the quarterback situation, and that's the route that we'll try to go. It's, it's really up in air, but I think those two situations are, are some of the big first ones that the Bears have to make. That's not to say that Justin Fields is going to be traded early in the offseason. It could come later in the offseason. It could come after the draft. It could come during the draft. But I think overall, the Bears have to understand and, and pick a route and direction of what they want to go with that coaching staff. Do you keep on Matt Eberflus? Do you like what he's done enough with the defense that you think if you bring in better coordinators, a situational defensive coordinator, an offensive play caller that's better, more experienced, more fluid in what they can do with the game, is that something that you look to do or do you go complete revamp? And then even then, if you decide to go after a head coach and change the head coaching position, do you spend the money and give the power that a Jim Harbaugh could want with his team? Do you go another young, unproven coordinator that you really have some hopes is going to be able to turn into a long-term head coach for you do you go more proven commodity head coach or former head coach a lot of questions sit there and I, I think sometimes we have a habit of oversimplifying what is going to what it's going to mean there are pros and cons to bringing back Matt Eberflus as the head coach of the Chicago Bears one thing is the familiarity in the locker room and what he has already built and he can build off that that's if you like what's being built there right but I think overall you have to ask yourself those questions has that has that been enough and like I said, that can go hand in hand with Justin Fields. It could be completely separate of that as well. You could look at it and say, has Justin done enough? Have we seen enough from Justin Fields that we think if we change the line, if we change the offensive coordinator, if we get another weapon, if we do that, do we think then we'll see the best version of Justin? Or, or have we reached a point to where we want to see a different quarterback in here? That's one of the biggest decisions that, that, that this front office has to make, two of the biggest ones right there. And then is where to spend your money. The Chicago Bears have their top 10 in cap space this year. And with free agency being before the NFL draft, you have to decide on what premium positions you're going to go after and spend your money to, to, to do that in. And so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see um, what, what the Bears do um, with their cap space heading into 2024 because that could really make a big difference in the draft as well. The Chicago Bears are seventh in cap space coming into this year. Just wanted to double check that. We're coming in with $62 million in cap space. So that, that, like I said, that's seventh in the league. The Washington Commanders have the most with $85 million in cap space. That's crazy. Um, so the Bears have a lot of income at their disposal, uh, and you have to make your decision on what you're going to do with that. And that may bring mean bringing in key veteran pieces to help some of the places that you have young players at, meaning do you want a veteran in that interior defensive line to help the, the progression of Javon Dexter? Maybe you want another a veteran edge. Maybe you want to go young with those guys. We'll just talk about the draft here in a second, but – how and where to spend your money is a big part of it as well. And then you got decisions to make on extensions of your own players as far as that money as well. Do you spend the money to get Jalen Johnson, to bring Jalen Johnson back, right? Have you seen enough from him to do that? You got to make decisions on Darnell Mooney. You got to make decisions on other players as well coming into this. The Bears have a lot at, in front of them of what they got to try to do here. They have a whole hell of a lot that they got to try to figure out. And by doing that, you know, we'll end up seeing, man, at the end of the day, it's this. The Chicago Bears, with the free agents that they have, Unique Ngakwe, gone. Justin Jones played much better in the second half of the season after you brought in Montez Sweat, had three sacks over four games, so you maybe got to look at that. Lucas Patrick, Dan Feeney, I think the the answers are made on those. Rasheem Green is another question that you have to ask yourself on as well, but you've got decisions that you have to make. And Darnell Mooney, uh, Justin Jones, I'm sorry, Justin Jones, Daylon Johnson are at the top of those lists. You have to decide what are you going to do with your own free agents and then how active you want to be out on the trade market. Eddie Jackson is another decision that this Chicago Bears front office has to make a decision on. Do you feel confident in Eddie Jackson that he can stay healthy? Do you look to move Eddie Jackson? But I think either way, you got to look at bringing in his long-term replacement at some point, and there's no better season to do this than now. 
which leads us to the next decision, the draft. What do you do at the NFL draft? What do you do with the number one overall pick? That is one of the biggest question marks for the Chicago Bears this offseason to face them. And those other things may have to come first before you make the decision on that. But it's a decision nonetheless. The Bears could trade the number one overall pick early. We could see it traded in February or March, even before the draft. And then the Bears could go forward with a month to plan other things. But if you do hold on to it, do you draft a quarterback? Do you draft Marvin Harrison Jr.? Do you trade down? What package do you get if you trade if you trade down uh, in that? And then that means that you're probably doubling down on Justin Fields unless you're trying to get a Michael Penix later in, right? So those are questions that, that, that this Chicago Bears team also has to answer and find uh, answers to. And the draft overall is a big one. You got to understand where you're going to go in this draft. You got a lot of draft capital. How much do you want to trade down? How much do you want to stick to where you are now that the draft order is set and take and take on what you can, right? Uh, the Bears have the number one pick. Number two, number three goes to the, the Commanders and the Patriots, both teams that are in the market for a quarterback. Can you get enough for those guys in trading down if even Marvin Harrison Jr. is your still choice? Or do you go offensive line early in the draft? There are some really good offensive linemen that are going to go in the top ten of this draft that could absolutely help the Chicago Bears in a multitude of ways. You can also go quarterback. You can go wide receiver. You can go wide receiver. You can go edge. The draft plan of this and really taking time to evaluate all the possible prospects at where your picks are, one of the things that this team has to has to do in a big way as well, because if you overlook it, it can get really ugly really quick. And so you don't want to miss on your top picks in this draft. You don't have a second round pick as of now. That could change via some trades. But with your two first round picks, you want to make sure that you're going in a way that is indicative of the direction you want to take this franchise in and get the right guys at those positions that can make an impact for you right away. And then that brings us to the last question that this Bears team has, this Bears front office has to ask themselves, is this, the, is this the year that you go for it? Meaning that, is this the year that you try to pivot from being a rebuilding team that is trying to win and may not win a lot of games to a team that, hey, we've seen enough, we're now trying to go forth into we're competing for a playoff spot heading into next season. You have to be aggressive if that's, your, if that's the route that you want to go, but that's the decision that also is in front of this front office that they have to make, it, make that decision on if they're going to go try to really go for it and be a team that now is trying to make the playoffs because there's there's some things to be said that you may have some of that. The Chicago Bears defense going from being in the lower 20s to the top 12 at the end of the season, the defense made moves. And that defense is really has a lot of players on it that you can build around going forward that could theoretically push you into the playoffs alone. So that's a lot of things that the Bears have to make decisions on, man. It's going to be a tough season. I don't want to make it seem like those decisions are easier just because I'm talking about it here. But the Bears have tough decisions to look at. And the player personnel, coaching staff, uh, you know, where to go with your picks, those, those are all ones to do that. And who to trade, what to do, right? Franchise tagging, right? That's another thing that we have at our, at our disposal. But this is an offseason where those tough decisions, you got to find those answers to early. And if you're not willing to do that, get off the goddamn seat. You're not meant to be here. And so that is what it comes down to. And that doesn't. And let me be clear. That means that there, the fa, there are going to be fan sections of the fan base that are not happy with whatever way you decide to go. There's just going to be that. But you have to face those and, be, and come out on the other side of it and say, look, this is the direction we're going. We feel comfortable in that direction. And we feel like it's taking us. It's going to take us in the right spot. I want to see a front office that is decisive. I want to see. And not to say that Ryan Poles hasn't done that before, but let's see how committed you are to fixing some of the things and get us on a better platform. And we'll see what ends up happening with that. Those, some of those decisions could come as early as today. Like I said, you could see some coaching decisions made by the end of the day, but I definitely think we're going to have a feeling on it by the end of this week. I think by this time next week, 
We'll know if Matt Eberflus or Luke Getze are going to be back as the head coaches of the head coach and offensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears. And then at that point, we'll see where we go going forward. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll get into some of your voicemails tomorrow. We know a lot of you guys left voicemails after the game on Sunday, which is to be expected. We'll get into some of the, those starting tomorrow. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bear Central on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Chicago Bear Central gmail.com. Then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end everything on, uh, Chi-Town up, bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break, break, media. media.